Yes, everybody, welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. My name is Dave, and alongside me today, I've got some fantastic co-hosts. We'll start off with Mr. Finn Morris. Finn, how are you keeping? I'm all right, thank you, mate. Yeah, football aside, everything's everything's yeah. good. Good, good, good. Yeah, definitely football aside. And alongside <laughs> us today is Mr. Tom Parker. Tom, how's it going, man? Yeah, not too bad. Just trying to, yeah, similar to Finn. Forget about the weekend. Everything else is fine. Champions League <laughs> in the midweek. Get to get to watch some good footy again. So there you go. How are you, Dave? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, all good. Uh, again, football aside. But now I appreciate everyone that's um, stopping by to listen. Obviously, after a defeat, it's never good. But we'll try and break down that defeat um, against Brighton. I'm going to talk about the current situation at Wolves a little bit as well, because I know that's been a hot talking point over social media. Uh, we'll have a little transfer-related game uh, later on in the episode, and we will also have your questions that were submitted to us over on Twitter. Um, but once again, before we kick off, big thanks to the guys at Walls for having us on Walls Radio. Uh, segments of our podcasts are available on there. If you haven't already listened, 24-7 radio station on the Wolves app. And, of course, Betmate. Uh, the Betmate game for our Chelsea match this weekend is already up and live. So you can join that. The link is and the link and the code are in the top of the description. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Brighton results uh, later on as well. But, lads, a heavy, uh, disappointing 3-0 defeat at home to Brighton this week. Um Walls just did not really get going. Finn, I had the pleasure of sitting with you in the fantastic WV1 bar on, on Saturday. Um, not bad. How, uh, yeah. Have you been able to sort of process in your mind what actually happened on Saturday? Process, maybe. Review, definitely not, because I haven't watched Match of the Day. I haven't watched any highlights. I feel like I haven't <laughs> watched Match of the Day for about a month. I just every time, even if there's a great game elsewhere, if Wolves have lost, no chance. So I haven't looked at anything else um anymore like to me the first penalty wasn't a handball but apparently we were very wrong on that one is mm -hmm. apparently it's very very blatant but i've literally seen that flash up in the stadium i've seen nothing else from the game kind of just want to forget it um and processing it you go through that sort of roller coaster don't you? um of sort of like you've seen on social media it's managers got to go players are toxic everyone hates each other oh no but we're in eighth we'd have taken this at the start of the season you go up and down and i think when when a group of results come like this, it's easier to lean towards the negative. But spread out across the season, which I've tried to be philosophical about, we'd have taken it. It's just so frustrating that we've had this chance. And what we've spoken about the last few weeks, it felt like every game's a big game. We can take some here. West Ham are basically begging us to take a European place and they bottle yeah. it every week. And this week they bottled it in, in style. It was an impressive, very impressive bottle. Oh, I mean... I think that we've lost our last three. West Ham have dropped points in their last four. I think they've drawn and lost three of their last four. They are, and obviously we're still within touching distance of them. Um, so when you actually look at the league table, as probably as a neutral, you probably think Wolves have still got a chance. But us as fans have probably written off that opportunity for the last three or four games. Um, obviously, you've touched on the situation regarding the manager and the players, which we'll talk about more later. But Tom, that first penalty, when me and Finn were in the ground, we didn't know it would happen. Obviously, the VAR check happened and I looked at the screen and I thought it was very, very harsh. Put that on Twitter and I was very quickly shut down. What, what were you... What were you <laughs> uh, yeah, as you would have as you would have uh, seen on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, it was a clear penalty. Uh, very strange decision by Saiz, to be honest. When you're mm. talking about your experienced pros, I had, a little, I had a conversation with someone before the game uh, about starting Totti Gomez 
Um, and there's a few people that felt that Sai should start because of his experience. But mm-hmm. uh, experience doesn't really count for a lot, really, when someone as hot-headed as Saez, uh, he does have that sort of decision in him. Uh, he'll make the odd mistake, you know, that the miss at clearance against Leeds is, is a perfect example. Uh, he just gets these rash moments, set, you know, when he used to get booked all the time as well. But very strange, yeah. Stuck his arm out, lent into it as well. It's just really odd. I don't know how he thought he was going to get away with it, um, particularly with how... Um, forensic VAR is is these yeah. days these days with offsides and handballs. So it's just disappointing, really, because we've conceded what is it nine penalties this season. Um, it always looks like there's a mistake in these centre halves, and we look so clumsy defending our own penalty box. It's ridiculous sometimes. They just they shoot themselves in the foot. Um, since the turn of the year, it's been well since the end of January, really. It's been really really poor. I don't know what's happened. Um, going from one of the strongest defences in the league to to making mistakes pretty much every week, so it's it's a strange one. Clear penalty, uh, but yeah, obviously we, we we got let off with it as well, though. Yeah, yeah I think did. the difference was Dave. What we didn't see on the screen was that he sort of lit won the distance, like I always think about Kilman's one at Leicester last season, where you go, "How is that penalty? It's so close," and he doesn't lean into it. Whereas Sace, what we didn't see is actually go like yeah. goes for we the saw, ball. We saw the one. Distance. I think it was his he right arm was sticking out, wasn't it? And we thought, mm. and then obviously the, the the left arm was sort of stood almost by his body uh, to a degree. Um, mm. So when I thought they'd given it, I thought, oh, it must have hit his right arm. But when when the angle showed it hit him with, with his left arm, I think they cut it yeah. quite short as well in the stadium. Mm. We couldn't believe it, could we? Uh, but like I said, very, very quickly uh, shut off on, on social media. And we, obviously they missed it, hit the post and out walls. You would think, got away with it. You would think that would be a wake-up call, but we were very, very wrong. Um, Tom, I think it was Danny Welbeck that won the second penalty for Brighton. Seemed to be a bit of a bright spark for them, to be fair. You talk about experienced pros. You know, he's somebody that, you know, without injuries, could have had a very different career, but still a very solid player. Um, gets for on goal and Bolly caught out completely. And, and again, that's another Stonewall pen, isn't it? Yeah, I'll be honest. At first, I thought it was a little bit harsh. I thought it seemed as though Bolly had kind of tripped him as he was falling over. Yeah, um, but I think it's it's one of those where you you can make an argument for and against really. Um, but I think when when you're talking this season and modern football and and etc etc, it's pretty much a you know a stonewall penalty. And again, yeah. poor decision making. I've not been overly convinced by Bolly since he's come back into the side. Um, he's had great performances bringing the ball out from the back, and in terms of his his presence on the ball, it, you can tell that there is a difference, but. Not enough of a difference for me between him or, or Saïs or Kilman to, you know, to really push us up another level. And that mixed with these lapses in concentration defensively. I mean, again, you go back to that Leeds game, and he's literally walking around the penalty area, uh, just, you know, just abs- just doing absolutely just watching. Um, yeah, it's it's strange, strange that uh, uh, these players with so much experience as well that they, they know the Prem inside out. They've been in the Prem for years now. Um, making silly mistakes again and just being sloppy and it's costing us. It's costing It's just lazy defending, I think, at the moment. Yeah, I think, you know, I thought first half against Burnley, I thought Bolly was pretty solid. Um, but we, we, I'm, again, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but the next level for Wolves now, um, and as much as we love these defenders, you know, the back three, especially that back three that started have been with us for a number of years, four or five seasons now. 
And that's probably one of the, the issues for Wolves. That's probably what is holding us back as a club and as a squad, that we are holding on to these players. Yes, they're good footballers, but are they good enough to get Wolves to become a top seven team on a regular basis? Probably not. And it probably is time for a change. And it wouldn't surprise me to see, obviously, Sace has been offered a contract at Wolves, but also got offers elsewhere. Willie Bolly, to be honest, I'm very su surprised he's been able to break back into the squad. I think he's had good moments, but again, he's had, you know, bad moments and the bad moments that have actually cost us dearly. The Leeds one that you mentioned, this one against Brighton as well. Um, and Finn, Saar came close to stopping the penalty, but obviously, I mean, like I said, that I think the bloke in front of us thought he'd saved it, started celebrating um, <laughs> and it went into the back of the net and the boos rang around Molyneux at half-time, didn't they? That fans, even only at 1-0 down, really weren't impressed with the performance. Yeah, because like you say, it was like, it's sort of a, one of those unwritten rules in football that if a team misses a penalty, it then it's got to galvanise the other team, hasn't it? It's got yeah. and Wolves just didn't have a sniff, and it was one way traffic again up until that second penalty. And we say about Saul, it's probably the only flaw you could give him. He never really looks like saving a penalty, does he? Everything else has been superb, but um, giving away a few and never really looks like getting to him because he probably should, if we're being harsh, from where we saw down the opposite end. He went the right way. It looked like it went through his hands. Um, and as a man, if anyone has the uh, the new Jose Sar card on FIFA as well, just needed one clean sheet in five games and uh, none of those have come to for him to get an upgrade and it hasn't happened. <laughs> so I was particularly angry at him missing that one. Um, but no, yeah, it's, the, there was booing for, as I said on the review, there was booing for adding on extra time. <laughs> there was a bit of like the Burnley game, there was booing of subs. There's a lot of booing going on at the moment. It is strange. And as I said at the very start, I think when it all comes at once, all these negative vibes then it, it does culminate like this place yeah it's, it's a weird place to be at the moment yeah it's, it's strange as well you know we've had we've had a lot of positives this season you could argue maybe before the last few weeks we would have had more positives and negatives but it's again mm. it's happened the last couple of years where the seasons are ending on a, a little bit of a sour note and i would say that for the last two or three years really you know that the i remember when we lost out in the the quarters of the europa league Although, you know, we had did such a good job because we almost bottled Europe that year again. It just left such a sour taste. Last season, for obvious reasons, was a disappointing end to the season. And this season has had the same effect. And it's it's a shame because we've had such some great positive moments, some great games uh, this season. And it's come to it almost coming to the end of the season. It's oh, It feels like it might be a season to forget again, which is quite frustrating considering a lot of the circumstances. Uh, Tom, the second half, Wolves didn't improve though. You would expect some sort of response at half time. One nil down. We've given them two bites of the, you know, the cherry to to put a goal in the back of the net from the penalty spot. But second half, no improvement. What what, what did Bruno Lage say to those players? Because nothing changed at all. Well, th this is this is kind of my concern, I suppose. Um... And I think this kind of again comes from having the same players for. Uh, a number of years, you've seen it happen at United and Spurs in recent campaigns where players kind of, as soon as some things aren't going right for them, they down tools. Uh, we saw that towards the end of Pochettino's reign and we've seen that at United for years. Um, I know obviously the two squads aren't comparable, but I think the attitudes are kind of giving me this similar vibes, really. Um, it, it's just one of those where the, the players just can't seem to get themselves up. I mean, if you look at it statistically, it's not great either. I mean, um, I think it's like 16 games we've gone behind this season. 
Uh, and I think we've got something out of we've uh, failed to get any points out of, from 15 of those. And the only one only we did one, the, one game, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. That was the Villa yeah. game, and you could argue that we were lucky to get anything out of that Villa game. Um, so it, it's a concern. It, it is really, really a big, big concern because it's the same as last season. Last season, as soon as we conceded, you knew the game was pretty much done and dusted because the players just could not seem to just galvanise themselves to to get back into the game, which is strange because we've mentioned on previous podcasts, our record under Nuno from losing positions was really, yeah. really good. We were one of the best teams. I remember the graphic always used to come up. We were the, one of the best teams at keeping a lead, but we're also one of the best teams at getting points from behind as well. Um, and I think that that's missing from this team badly. Um, and I, I think the problem is that you've got a kind of catch-22 or a circle there where because the atmosphere, the players aren't playing well, the atmosphere is bad. Because the atmosphere is bad, the players can't get motivated. And because they can't get motivated, they don't play as well. They're, and again, it goes back, the atmosphere suffers again. So it, it, it's it's strange. Um, I, d- I really don't know what's happened this season. Um, I was expecting, you know, to come back to a raucous Molyneux, uh, you know, fans. I think they, the atmosphere this season, it's fair to say, has been fairly flat, even for some of the biggest games. Um, it's just strange. I think maybe the, the price increases have got something to do with it. But um, like you say, 2-0 down, you, you, you know, you're expecting a, a reaction and there's just nothing there really. Absolutely not. And the defending for the second goal as well was absolutely horrendous. It's just, it, it looks like they they give up too easily. I think they've got their minds elsewhere. You say Saïs has got contract offers from... From Europe, I genuinely think some of these players have got their minds elsewhere. They just want to get the season done. Um, I think the fact that Bruno has called the players out publicly, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to later, uh, has probably had some sort of a, oh, you know, oh, we, we're losing again. This is going to, you know, they're, they're already preempting what's going to happen at full time. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a strange one considering, what, in, considering how much of a feel-good factor there was only two, three months ago. And how do you explain those two problems? That So we've got this massive problem that a lot of people say, you've got the same squad we haven't really bought in, we haven't really evolved. Yet that same squad of players used to be so good at coming from behind. What's changed there? It's the same players, look, give or take a few. So how, I think they've been here how too do long. they coexist? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think this mm. pure and simple, I think they've been here too long. Foot, football isn't, you know, we, we, we go back to, you know, football's not the same as it was 15, 20, 30 years ago where... Players and managers could stick at clubs for 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 you know for for a good decade. I mean, I think Connor Cody and Matt Doherty are probably exemptions to the rule there. Um, but o- overall, you're not gonna you know the most you'll get out of a squad is three years, I think, and then you have to you have to kind of make wholesale changes really. Um, but it's just it's just yeah, there's a lot of issues I, th- I think going into next season that need to be sorted. I mean. Uh, you alluded to it earlier, Dave. Um, but the fact that we've had the same centre back since we got promoted, I think, is uh, is is mental to think about. Considering we've been in the Premier League what four years now, what club? Mm. What I uh, genuinely, you tell me any club that could be in the Premier League for as long as we have and not signed a centre back? Mm. It's it's just unheard of. Or centre mid for that for, for that matter. It's well, it, you, it's unheard of. Yeah. You'd think after we got um, Europa League that first first season back, that that was the time really for us to upgrade because we put ourselves in the window where we said, "Look at us, we're a team that have just smashed the Championship. We've we've spent a load of money, got seventh in the Premier League, and into European competition. 
what a time to, to join Wolves. And every single one of those transfers that season, bar one, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, have been complete flops. We had Vallejo, who... Awful. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. When Wolves first signed Vallejo, a lot of fans were excited because he played for Real Madrid. He was a fairly well-spoken about talent. I was excited about that. So that's one. Catrone, complete failure again. But again, look at it before Wolves signed him. Although he I wasn't a, a stars a, on FIFA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although he wasn't a prolific goal scorer, he was another player that fans were like, wow, okay, here we go. And the other two ones that come to mind are probably Jordao and Neto. And obviously Jordao hasn't really got going. He's been unfortunate for injuries or whatever. And Neto did probably take a year to get going, but last season was exceptional. But was straight Pedenti away, in January yeah. as well. It was Pedenti January that season. Yeah, Pedenti yeah. January. And again, he's mm. done, let's say, okay. Because again, I think he struggled with injuries. But from that summer window, you sort of marquee players there, well, aren't even at the club anymore um, and really, really struggled and lost money on. So the transfers have, have been disappointed. And every time we have had a chance to really improve this team, and I think everyone can agree, bar, you know, since that first window in the Premier League, Wolves have not had a good transfer window whatsoever. You know, we signed that first one, we'd signed Adama, we'd signed Patricio, we'd signed Matinho, we'd made Bolly and Jota permanent. That was it, that was and signed Donka. That was a really strong window. But since then they've been very, very underwhelming. Um, and I think I think that's the thing. You've got three players at centre back that were all at the club before promotion, not even since, um, which is which is mad. And then going back to the thing about atmosphere, I think we had that momentum from promotion, finishing seventh. And even I remember, Finn, you would have been there. The game, I think, the game against Spurs right before lockdown, the atmosphere there was phenomenal. When we when we beat them uh, 3-2, was it? Phenomenal. And then lockdown hit. Obviously, fans haven't been able to go for a year and a half or whatever, but the football standards dropped. They fell off a cliff. And then... As fans, we've come back into it new, sort of not knowing what to expect under Bruno Large. But at the same time, then you've lost a lot of the the Nuno had a dream chance, which was so, you know, just got the crowd going. You know, if it was a little bit flat, you could sing that and everyone would join in. It, everyone would get going. Um, you've lost an, an informed Raul Jimenez. Mm. So straight away, and, and I know a lot of people have moaned about the atmosphere just throughout the season. But I think Saturday were one or two people that sort of clicked why the atmosphere hasn't been as good as it has been. It's because yeah. the performances aren't matching on the pitch. Yeah, we've grinded out results. And I know Matt said last week, he said on the podcast last week that it's annoying when we lose because we've been crap when we lose. But you don't really care when we win. You could play badly and win 1-0 and you just forget about the performance. Mm. But when a performance is flat, you're not going to get the, the fans to back it either. And I think that was a thing, Finn. On Saturday, there was booze at half time. I can't quite remember it, but people were saying there were boos when the substitution, substitutions were made and there were yeah. boos at full time as well. Uh, obviously, when Fabio Silva came off. <clears throat> Finn, what are your thoughts to that? Because I know there are people that listen to these podcasts that don't rate Fabio, and I appreciate that. We all watch different games. Well, we watch the same game, but we all have different opinions. Fabio, again, I thought, you know, played okay on Saturday. He was the only one that really... You know, rolled up his sleeves and wanted to try and make things happen. But yet again, he's been subbed off for Jimenez, who's been out of sorts and out of form. What? And I know you're a bit of a Jimenez fan, aren't you? So, But what are your thoughts on, on this situation at the moment? Well, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because, I mean, we've seen them play together once uh, from the start at Burnley. Mm -hmm. Didn't really work. We don't really go with that thing that, like, even when they do play together, we don't go with that thing that I would like to see that I think Leicester had a lot of success with and they played a, a five at the back. 
which is where you have the two strikers and then a busybody, which I think could work. Going off topic slightly, could work with Pedence or Morgan yeah. Gibbs White or someone like that. But anyway, that's besides mm-hmm. the point. Um, so you've got you've got a lot going on in your mind where it's like Fabio Silva. You've spent all that money on, and he no striker. I don't think at the moment would be thriving in our team. I think when everyone's saying we need to sign a striker they're going to go, right, okay, well, you've got players that you've spent a lot of money on. You've got really talented players, Jimenez, Neto, Prudence, whatever, and you're not scoring goals. I think you put, I'm trying to think of a good striker, Lewandowski, say, up top with us. He's not getting as many as he gets for Bayern. So every striker is automatically at a disadvantage because of the way that we're playing. You've then got an out of form, which I, I'm, I'm happy to say he's out of form, Raul Jimenez. Um, you've got Fabio Silva that hasn't scored a goal all season, but he's running. So people are naturally just gravitating to that, which is fair enough because if every player does that, I don't think we lose 3-0. By the third goal, mate, it was like sort of reminiscent of those Leeds goals where everyone's just sort of wandering about. So you are going to gravitate to him. You want a young kid to do well. So I don't really, I don't see how people can like boo Raul coming on or whatever. I think it's more the fact that they boo Fabio coming off. Yeah, I think that's probably um, what it was more yeah. than anything. Yeah. But it's then you had those players come on in the second half, which are rumoured to have not been happy to be starting. Um, so it's all a little bit of a mess, really. But it, just booing's a bit sad. And it's like, as you say, we you go from that Tottenham game, again, one where, ironically, where we came from behind twice, hit lockdown hits, and then you say, right, this is where we are now. It's a bit of a, a bit depressing, really. Yeah. And uh, I think Fabio did okay. I think he was giving the, the defenders, was it Dunk? He gave him a little bit of, of trouble at times. Yeah. You know? And I think that's something Fabio does quite well in regards to 50-50s. I think he, he does mm. trouble defenders at times and peels off them. And I think there's been a number of occasions this season where he's been unfortunate where the referee sort of um, decided, you know, gone with the defender and given fouls against Fabio, which I think are quite harsh. But it, it, it was frustrating. And to lose 3-0, the third goal in particular, Tom, it looked like all the Wolves players were on the beach, looked like they had down tools. And could you argue Saar possibly should have done a little bit better, but Basuba just, you know, put the, the icing and the cherry on the top for uh, for Brighton, didn't he? Yeah, I just, to be honest, at that point, I, I just, I was just fed up. <laughs> Giving up. I was, yeah. I was just fed up with that. I was just like... You'd already clicked on women in your area on the stream. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, genuinely, <laughs> I just got on the... I was, I was like, oh, I was like, uh, virus on my computer can't get any worse, can it really? Um, <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was just depressing. Um, it, it's strange, really strange. I don't know what on earth has happened to this team. I mean, Pedence getting injured and Neves getting injured. It's it it obviously been a big miss for the team, but for them to kind of just flake away the way that they have at, at times is just staggering. I really, I really can't get my head around it because off the pitch, you, you look at these players and they all seem to get along really well and they've got a great bond and in the press, they're always talking about, we're going to fight for this next, you know, we're still fighting. Bruno says it as well. That can't be the case, surely, because we're not seeing it. Um, it's just a very, very weird juxtaposition between what they're saying uh, and what they're doing at the, at the moment. And even Neves didn't look fantastic, but he's coming back from injury, so it's kind of understandable. Um, yeah. But yeah, really, really weird. I mean, yeah, the third goal, you could argue Saar could do better, but I mean, at that point, you know, it's kind of a, it's just a, a, a converse, another conversation to be had, sort of thing. You know, we were already, we'd already lost the game, so um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's just a strange defeatist mentality. And I think people now are starting to that, that early bird, that season ticket announcement, it, that's mm. that there's a lot riding on that because if they increase the prices again, then there's, there's going to be some, I mean, I think God they're going to try and wait, try and wait for a positive we, result. I think. That, yeah. I, if we get a draw against <laughs> Chelsea, draw against Chelsea or city or Liverpool or one of those, you know, and we, you know, if we somehow scrape Conference League, they'll without a doubt raise the prices again. But I think that's also part of the reason why I think the atmosphere is taking a hit because when you increase the prices, you get more expecting fans. More expecting fans comes with higher expectations, obviously. Uh, that goes without saying. Lackluster performances like that will get booed. If you look at us under Mick McCarthy, or you know those days where it was kind of roll your sleeves or get stuck in. Um, if we'd have lost three 0 I don't think you'd get booed really because we knew that we weren't a team that were going to finish top ten, whatever. Um, I know this team can, um, so you could maybe argue against the comparison. But I think that the more that Foson try and go for that upper bracket, you know, to compete with the the top six apparently uh, to increase the prices. Um, then I think you're going to get a more expectant fan base. And that goes without saying, if you say to the fans before the start of the season, oh, we're, we're doubling the ticket prices. Because um, I think last season it cost me 20 quid to go to a game, something like that. This season it costs like 35, 40. So you're talking a considerable increase. Um, you know, if, if they say, oh, we're competing, uh, we're increasing these prices to compete with the uh, with, compete with the top six. And then you get rolled over 3 0 by Brighton, who were. Uh, uh, mid ta- mid table got nothing to play for. Yeah. I'm sorry, but fa- I think fans are fans are well within their right to voice voice discontent of that because it's like, well, first of all, we've come out of lockdown with less money. We're a working class city. Um, not to mention that game that we came back against United was the first game with fans, and they decided to increase the ticket price because it was such a special event. Uh, you know it. it weird, strange. And I think that that's probably what's contributed, I think, to a... It's a culmination of things. I think when things aren't going well, I think the fans are ready there to kind of jump at it because mm. we've been told to expect better because of these increasing prices. And unfortunately, when you play with that sort of... When it comes to football, when you play with that sort of narrative, if it doesn't work, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to end in fans not being happy. Yeah, I think I think... I think the the Fosun and the team and performances and actions in the transfer window have definitely given fans ammunition. And I think that this performance and result over the weekend sort of pushed fans over the edge as, as such. And mm. if we come away from the game slightly, um, I'm sure we've, we've seen plenty on social media regarding the managerial situation, regarding Bruno Large himself. Uh, there was a rumour, so this hasn't come from uh, press or anything as such, but there's a rumour that uh, Bruno Large has had a bust up uh, with uh, Johnny and Raul Jimenez. Again, I commented on it, and it seems for me, if there was two players in the team most unlikely to have a bust up, I would have probably said them to Finn. Mm. Um, but and apparently, the re- that was one of the reasons neither of them started on Saturday either. Can can you see much truth in it? And if if there is, what's your immediate uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that actually. I thought it was that they were angry that they weren't starting. So if it's come Apparently before, it then I suppose yeah. that, yeah. wow, even more. That's that's more interesting. If it was the other way around, then 
Yeah, it does seem like, I mean, I know them two off the pitch are also really good mates as well. So whether they've gone in like sort of like kids at school, right, I'll do it if you do it, sort of, and we'll, we'll have a moan <laughs> together. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I, I assumed it was the other way around, like why are Fabio and Aitnori starting over us or whatever. Um, so no idea, to be honest. I I I I don't know if this rumor has come about like after and someone's thought oh they must have had a bust up or whatever because that lineup wouldn't have surprised me anyway. I thought Ain't Nori's no. deserved to start. Fabio's deserved to start ahead of Jimenez. So that lineup hasn't you know you got to think Johnny you know he's he's come back from a very long term injury and I know he's played the last mm. few weeks but just 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 to be playing full nineties week after week you know that was yeah. you know that is dangerous you've got to watch his, his workload as well so that lineup didn't surprise me to be honest so I don't know how true the rumor is you know uh, Tom what were your thoughts on it uh yeah weird I I haven't really seen reports like that come out since kind of the double dip days, really. Um, just really out of character for this team. And, and again, it's rumours. I try not to comment on rumours, but at the same time, I can't help but be opinionated. So <laughs> just, I just I just react to stuff as it comes. And, uh, you know, I, I always go on the premise of, you know, if this is the case, it might not be the case. Um, if that is, if, if it's not the case, my opinions are completely different. But, you know, if this is the case, it's a worry. Uh, if Bruno's yeah. lost part of the dressing room, then then it's a it, it's a concern really for him. Um, I mean, you all know about this as well. We know that you know his time with Benfica when things went bad, they went really bad. You know, and he, mm-hmm. he couldn't get that. He could not motivate that team. As soon as they started going on a losing run, they went on the like I said before they went on the worst run in the club's history, um, and he resigned. So, for me. Going off past experience, he doesn't look like a manager that's able to drag a team out of a rut. Um, and I think maybe that's what Nuno might have, you know, he was kind of good at that. You know, when we had a stretch of He's a good couple of his bad words, results. Yeah. yeah, he was very careful in the press, hated the press, as we all know. Um, never spoke to the press about inside issues or anything like that. I mean, you can't imagine a leak like this getting, you know, if it has been leaked, uh, you know, this person who posted obviously said that the source is very reliable. If that's been leaked, then it's, it goes to show a kind of difference in regime because you can't imagine something like that happening under Nuno. Um, and there was murmurings that the play. I think players have alluded to the fact that they weren't particularly happy with Nuno towards the end of his reign. Like players like Cody and stuff, you can kind of infer the words they said that things weren't going right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which for me, again, you know, you, you, it depends which way you see it because you can look at it, you know, as there's been a bust up. Bruno's lost the dressing room. But then you've also looking at, hang on a second, these players have alluded to not really being happy under Nuno either. How many managers in do we get before we start having to look at the players as well? Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, it's, they can't just keep blaming managers again. Go it's back a bit to like the United thing, isn't it? Yeah, That's they happening just keep blaming managers. In England. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And uh, I think um, it would it's said as well that uh, there's players... And Bruno that are going sort of, you know, not seeing eye to eye in regards to tactics either. I'm not too sure. I think, you know, these are systems, maybe not so much instructions, but these are definitely systems that players have played over the last couple of years. Tactically, I think last Sunday was wrong. So I can all sort of understand if that was an issue there with Jimenez basically playing as a right winger. Obviously, we spoke about that quite a bit more on, on last week's pod. And so sort of finish off on this on this section, obviously. His, his future now is 
I'm not going to say uncertain, but there's definitely question marks. There's very small question marks over Bruno Large and his future at Wolves. Odds, if you look at betting odds, have slashed on him to become the next manager to leave or be sacked at a Premier League club before the end of the season. He's now favourite out of any manager in the Premier League to leave the club. Um, wow. So, again, that is when, you know, when people put money on it, that's when odds drop. But he's now the favourite to be the next manager to leave uh, a Premier League club. And um, Finn, there have been lots of rumours in regards to Julian Lopetegui Sevilla <laughs> possibly leaving. You know, he's a he's the man and he's the manager that Wolves had lined up ready to join Fosun, uh, to join Wolves when Fosun were taking over. The takeover took longer than planned. He ended up be becoming Spain manager. He's gone full circle. He's been at Spain, he's been at Real Madrid, done really well at Sevilla. Is he someone you would take at Wolves if Bruno Large <laughs> stepped aside? We're a superb fan base, aren't we? We've just put <laughs> put two and two together, got 45. It's like, yeah, um, as you say, he was the original guy. I think he'll always be in the back of their, the Fosun's mind is like the, the one that got away maybe and, and Sevilla have been superb. I did see a Spanish journalist talking recently about a slight dip. Obviously, West Ham knocked them out in the in the Europa League as well, but it was looking at, um, again, some of the Wolves fans aren't going to like their XG for and against. I saw that. And the, yeah, it was almost like a like an X almost. So you can imagine like the XG four being way higher than the against. And then as the season's gone on, they've overlapped and um, they're really struggling on that front. Um, so maybe with Saar in goal, that might not be a problem as the man that's counteracted that for Wolves all season. But no, yes, there's been a dip with Sevilla. Would make sense if he's leaving. And it, it does make sense. Like you see, like Bruno's on a short contract. He's the, the lowest paid manager in the league. If there was that recent um, graph and he was bottom just below Sean Dyche, uh, who's now gone as well. So it'll be even further. So if they were looking at a sort of stopgap, right, get us through that final FFP period. It, I, we win next week and no one's talking about it, but the more and more you think about it and as fans piecing it together, it could make sense and possibly before it. But I don't know. I, I can't say I've watched much Severe this season, but on the face of it, that looks impressive. And he signed a few Mexicans, so... Yeah. That's fine. You come over. We'll talk, we'll talk about it a, a bit more because I know there's a lot of questions about it as well. So we'll definitely touch on on that a bit more. Uh, Finn's mentioned Dyche there, Tom. Would you take Sean Dyche at Wolves? <laughs> no, don't start this rubbish. Do not. It's no, I don't, some passion. You could not pay me to watch Sean Dyche football, genuinely. Oh, man. Does no, us every chance. year? Not a chance. Not a chance. Tyler. Not, so not a Sean Dyche and Andy Carroll on a free in the summer, no? You're not, not a fan oh, of that? God. We're, going, we're <laughs> yeah. going to become West Brom at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go no, West Brom in the summer, guaranteed. I've seen a couple of suggestions, suggested both of those, obviously both the manager and the player as well. But um, I'm, there are loads of questions about large and possible goings on. So we'll let, we'll leave that uh, for another 10, 15 minutes or so, but we'll move. Oh, let's, let's talk about Betmay actually uh, before we finish. So like I said earlier, the Betmay game for the Chelsea match is now live. The code um, and link for that is in the description of the pod. If you're listening or driving, remember the, the code for later is TLKCHE. Um, I believe it will be the normal £3 to enter in the prize pot of at least £100. So get involved in that. And I didn't do too well, if I'm completely honest. Um, I've had worse games, but didn't have the best of games. Uh, but a big shout out to Liam Likes, who won with 57 points. He took away 60 quid 
went very bright and heavy, as you would expect. Had uh, McAllister as his captain, Basuma as his vice. And in second place, our very own Matt Cooper. So he's beating me very comfortably again. He finished just one point behind Liam Likes, but he took away 33 quid. Uh, again, quite a heavy Brighton team, as as ever, Matt, ever the positive. Um, but he, he split it quite well. He had Cucurella as captain. Uh, he did start Fabio Silva and Huang, had Matinho and Basuma in his midfield. And then we had Jake G, uh, 98 in third, to take, taking away 27 quid. Josh Corns, kickboxer, I assume, K-boxer, uh, finishing fourth. And Ollie Clark, 22, finishing in fifth. So thank you, everyone, for joining that one. And like I said, the Chelsea pot is now ready. Um, guys, a little transfer game. I've got 10 players whose contracts are expiring in the summer. And going to give you the names and I want you to tell me if you would take them at Wolves for next season and maybe a little reason if, if you wish as well. So let's see what your football Absolutely. opinions are like. Finn, we'll start off with a player that's always linked with a move to England, but, you know, not actually come. Uh, Andrea Bellotti. Oh, uh, Bellotti. Yeah, I was big Bellotti propaganda about two or three years ago. And I've yeah. seen him at Molyneux and I think he scored as well. Did well against um, Wolves, to be fair. Yeah, and I know you can't, I mean, probably not great to judge an entire country, but after seeing an Italian striker and not seeing in general many Italians do very well in England, I'm not sure. But on the face of it, he's the exact type of striker that I love. I think you call him maybe a pressing forward on football manager. Yeah. You can use both yes. feet as well. Yeah, he's left-footed, right-footed. So for me, if he's not asking for too much, I think he'll have a He's had a bit of a dip, hasn't he? So he won't have that calibre of club that were being rumoured. I remember like yeah, yeah, heavily yeah. linked. So he may be more Wolves level on a free mm. if he's not asking for stupid stuff. Like I saw like Rudiger asking for 10, 15 mil or whatever on top. So this is a deal to be done there. I, I could be tempted by that one. Tom, what do you reckon? It's, it's funny you mentioned he's a pressing forward because he's defensive pressures are actually really terrible. So, he's on like 30%, he's on the 30% aisle uh, for that. Yeah, no, if we're talking strikers, I'd take him. I mean, what is it like eight goals and one assist in Syria this season? From 7xG as well. Uh, so he's overperformed his XG um, and he's overperformed his XA as well. So there you go. Uh, he's only, only 0.1 though. Only played 19 games. They got a goal every 143 minutes this season. It's not bad. Not yeah, a great team either. Yeah. So he's. If, yeah, yeah, if he wasn't Italian, I'd take team. him. Because he's Italian, <laughs> I'm not having him. <laughs> no, I, I don't and know. That, that's I, not I, a bad I, thing. I would take him. Yeah. I, would, it, I, I it, would take him. He's got good progressive passes. Uh, he's he's a big man as well. Good in the A's. He's I like, yeah, I like how he's still. As well. he's like, um, yeah. uh, this is this is a, a transfer. It's not dating show, Finn. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> lovely back. If, yeah, if he was a ninety-nine percent oh, of man. Italians fail in the Premier League, so I'm not having him. Sorry. Ah, I don't know. Well, I thought Gian, Gianfranco Zola was all right, wouldn't he? Yeah, let's talk modern era, Jorginho. Other than that, last ten, five, ten years. Even can you think of anyone? Jorginho is arguable. Yeah, Gabby oh, Didi, Catrone. Oh, uh, yes, a good point. Graziano Pelle. Is there a good Pelle. Italian in the league now? Remember when Wolves tried to sign Pelle last year or the year before? Yeah, Grazi. Oh, yeah, all right. Oh, what a legend. Yeah. Let's move on to player two. Team, Tom, we'll start off with you. If you, I don't know if you've obviously seen much about him. Bubakar Kamara, reportedly close to Wolves. Well, Wolves wanted him last summer. Didn't get oh, him. the defensive midfielder. Um, Marseille, yeah. I don't watch a lot of league, I'll be honest. Um, 
Yeah, I'll take him. He's young, versatile, kind of fits into the profile that Foson go for. Not too big of a talent to have an ego. French, so uh, could do some more French players. And uh, <laughs> yeah, keep him, keep him coming. Keep him coming. I'll take him 100%. Yeah, from what I remember, obviously I don't like it. He sort of rejected us in the first place. I never liked that. Like when like Zinchenko rejected us the once and we went back in, I was like, nah, leave it. But I suppose a year later on, was the reason... I remember because he, he can play centre half, centre mid as well. So I was quite keen for yeah, him to come yeah. in. But um, what was the was it that he wanted to? I can't remember what it was. But it was I think he wanted Newcastle, to be a midfielder. Rejected. Yeah, that yeah. was. Didn't pull their finger. So, out, mate, that's what. Yeah, it was quite last minute as well. But yeah, I take him. All these players come with that added bonus of no fee, don't they? So it feels like less of a risk, and they're all so far decent players till we get to Andy Carroll. Yeah, some big players linked with Kamara, Atletico Madrid, uh, Inter, Juventus. So I mean, that's that's the sort of caliber of United. Player. I think we're linked with him at one point. Yeah, yeah. they're linked with everyone. So next up, Finn uh, talks James Tarkovsky. James Tarkovsky. <laughs> talks. Well, Dice is going to love him when he comes in. So, uh, yeah, we'll re- reunite him. <laughs> there no, you yeah, go. Never really, never really put a foot wrong against Wolves. Um, Phil's the homegrown quota. There's potential there. How old is he now? He's got the other side of 30, sure. Oh, me and Tark. Twen- nah, he's 28, isn't he? Is he? 29. We have, so a, we have a Google. Oh, wow. 30 this year. Left in him. 20, oh, yeah, he's 29. Oh, that's not far. Mm. There'll be a few sniffing around him, I imagine. Well, I think it's one of them. If Ber- if Bernie stay up, I think he, he signed a new deal there. Mm. That's why I think. Tom, That's what do you Leicester. reckon? That's got Leicester written all over it, Lars. Um, I'll take Everton him, well. 100%. Yeah, 100% take him. Easy. There you go. Is he an upgrade on Bolly, Sace? Yep. There you go. Simple as that. <laughs> Tom, Messi Lingard, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Wages notwithstanding. Yes, he'll be. He'll want stupid money, but he's unreal. If he plays in a, con- a team that actually builds around him, plays consistently, he's actually really good. You see him in that West Ham team last season. You know, I know he's a bit of a. He's become a bit of a. Can be be a bit of a joke if he's dancing and whatnot. I just think he's a he's a down to earth bloke. You know, that's all it is. Mm. So yeah, hundred percent take him. Uh, I can see him getting along well with Cody. <laughs> there you go, Finn. <laughs> the... Probably, I mean, it's hard to say like wages aside, that's with any play. Well, wages yeah. aside, can we sign you? Um, but I, I, I do get what you mean. It's like I, I want Morgan to be our sort of that sort of player next year, so we'll stick Stafford, born and bred, and um, someone someone else can have him. There you go. Tom, um, no, Finn, sorry, Christian Eriksen. <laughs> too interesting, wasn't it? Set piece delivery goes up a little, yeah. I'd that is Can actually beat the one. first I mean, man from a corner, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no. I mean, he's good that he's everyone's sort of like watching from afar. Aren't they with Brentford, they've taken the risk on him, and I think there may be bigger clubs. Was it only a, a six month contract at Brentford? Yeah, he's out out of contract. Oh, okay. I know Spurs have been linked to him again. As yeah, well. I think with, with how he's done, he seems to have impressed them. And yeah, to, you, to be able to get him on a free and. I think everyone was a bit wary, but he seems to not be affected at all. It, if anything, players aren't going in as hard as well, like that Brandon Williams clip on him. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we might be able to just dance through, score a few. That's fine. Tom? Yeah, easy. Yeah, you can't say no to Christian Eriksen. I know he's been out for, you know, obviously what happened to him was, I mean, yeah, pretty terrifying. Um, but it's not like he's uh, broke a leg. Also, he's still a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know he's had time to 
to get back into things now in the Premier League with Brentford. He's looked really good as well at points. You know, he's, he's looked like his old self. Um, it's only a matter of time before a big club comes sniffing around. I think we'd be a good level club for him to come to as well. If we're looking for that seventh, eighth kind of place, it's another little rung up from Brentford so he doesn't have to go to the top, top level straight away. Um, again, you know, if Brentford could afford his wages, I'm, I'm sure we can. I, I know Brentford uh, work very well on, on a tight budget. So, um, yeah, I, I think it'd be a super player, experienced, you know, another player who's playing in the Champions League. Um, and a creative midfielder as well. Uh, yeah. You know, someone to actually create chances other than Neves. So, yeah, I think he would complement the side really well. The Wolves were linked with him back in January 2021. Sky Italy said we were in talks with his representatives. So, maybe, maybe there's something there. Um, Tom Divokarigi. Hmm. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I would gen, yeah, I would take Origi. <laughs> I'd take anyone to be honest at this point, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would take I'd take a Riga. I think he's a really solid player. Um, his, his finishing ability actually is pretty underrated. I would say if you look at mm. some of the goals that he scores, he's a good finisher. All it is again with these players, I think it's consistent game time. When you're talking about people, oh, he hasn't played. And you look at Jimenez before we signed Jimenez; he barely played. Um, as soon as you give one of those players consistent game time and give them time to get settled into a system. You know they they can play really well. I think the Bruno Large, from what we can maybe have seen this season, wants a different type of striker to Jimenez. Um, I don't think Jimenez has fit as well into his system as he did with Nuno. Uh, so I, I think Divokarigi could be one of those players again, even as a squad option. I think he's you know hold my hands up. He's probably better than Fabio, really. Um, you know yeah. he, he does get goals. Um, he has scored goals at the highest highest level. Um. So yeah, absolutely. Take him in. Take him in. Yeah, yeah exactly. It scored at Molyneux. Yeah. <laughs> Just what so he can't get the inevitable last minute winner against us <laughs> next season. Yeah. Get him in. Get him in. What do you think, Fiona Rigi? Yeah, it's a really strange career in it, but one that I think anyone would take in a heartbeat, like that sort of cult hero level. The amount of iconic goals he scored, um, and then broke our hearts this season as well. Um, which probably tops the list for him. Um, but no, it's you on the face of it. I think like the the words that Klopp said after he scored that goal against us, like I just it was it was almost like sort of spreading him around. I sort of oh, I wish someone would be able to give him a home where he could play every week. It was strange comments, but I also sort of knew what he meant that like he maybe deserves more than he's getting at Liverpool just because of that yeah, yeah. array of talent in front of him. So maybe we're the home for him. It's it's hard. You, you can only judge these like 10 minute cameos. So would we use him as an impact sub as well? Would he succeed doing a, a full season? I don't know, but probably again, worth the risk. He's only yeah, 27 as well. Sorry. So is he? a few yeah. years left in it. Yeah. Let's go quick fire in these last four. Finn, yeah. Gareth Bale. <sighs> Wages aside. <laughs> <laughs> Wages aside. Wages aside. And the golf club, of course, that we'll have to build in his house. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably not. And he was a player. Fun. Yeah. He's fallen out of love, hasn't he? I think with football a little bit, unless he's playing for Wales. Um, but uh, I didn't think I'd ever be in a position saying no to Gareth Bale. But I think I'll probably lean to my gut says probably not. I think he's. No. I think he's. Tom, what do you think? I want to go no. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said I would have said yes personally, but uh, I think the wages, injury record for me. I think, is the, just... I think the wages are probably a bit much uh, as well. 
Um, Finn, someone who's actually playing possibly for the last time at this this stadium uh, tonight for Manchester United, Juan Mata. Oof. I think this is the first time he started a game in a couple of years as well, they were saying. Probably not, his legs seem to have, but going off like my Man United mates' um, opinions as well. I haven't watched him too much. Obviously, I don't think anyone has, to be honest, because he doesn't play very much. But um, yeah, his legs seem to have gone, bless him. Unbelievable player back in the day. One of those streets won't forget, but probably not now. Maybe not Wolves' level. I don't know where he'd go. Maybe back to Spain, Spain. Which is a bit slower, but yeah. yeah. Valencia or something. Or... Yeah, what do you think, Tom? It. Yeah, no, not a chance. Doesn't get into our team. I'd rather have Dendonka. <laughs> this is an interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this one's an interesting <laughs> one, Tom. Uh, Eddie and Ketia at Arsenal. Oh, 100, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I really, really like start, Ketia. Start for Wolves. Um, I don't think he starts, but I, I, I really, really like him. Um, every time he's played for Arsenal. I've seen him. He shows decent energy. I know that it's been hit and miss for him this season, but um, well, it, uh, when he's sort of started the recent games, he's been a bit of a menace the last couple of weeks. I know he's struggled yeah. to start. When he's playing well, when he's playing well, his his finishing is really good for a young player. Um, again, it's one of those one of those players. All it's going to take is a chance uh, to be given to to start in a team, be f- closer to that first team constantly. Um, yeah, he's quick, decent physically as well. He's got good movement, uh, good finisher. Uh, I think he's a he's a step above Fabio again. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you'd be silly to turn him down. And he's still at a really good age as well to get a return on him, which is obviously what Ferguson yeah. are probably going to look at as well. And he's English, yeah. so. There you go. Mm. Finn? Yeah, I sort of echo those thoughts. It's just what he's trying to achieve with running down his contract at Arsenal if he... He's probably to try and start somewhere, isn't it? Which probably not the sort of one of the bigger pay packet. Yeah. So I, I can't even think, has he ever been on loan to sort of prove himself? Leeds so if he does failed in the championship. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so someone's going to give him a full season and could be us. Why not? Mm. Get him in. And the final one Arsenal again, Finn. Mohamed El Nene. Oh. You know That's what? one for the social I... media. He's got a massive following here. Cool. Oh, yeah. 100%. Get him in. Up the yeah. pyramid, yeah. I'm gonna hand <laughs> <laughs> You see that pass that he put the other day? Uh, that pass he put against who did Arsenal play? West Ham, I think it was it was one of the recent games, United or West Ham, whatever. He put in an unbelievable through ball. Um, how old is he? he he's he's on the older maybe. side. He's on the older side. Comes every game dressed while. as Moon Knight from now on for my videos. That's the plan. <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> 29 yeah 12 29. 30 in the summer yeah 30 in the summer oh god um yeah why not go on yeah with dm there we go and yeah. um, but... let's know your thoughts if you well either drop us a tweet or on youtube let's know your thoughts with some of those opinions but we move on to the questions now uh lads got loads coming in uh mainly on twitter i didn't put it on instagram this time around so apologies for that but i'll start off with we're going back to the discussion that we had about 10, 20 minutes ago. Shiv has said, it won't happen. But Finn, if you could switch Bruno for Lopetegui in the summer, would you? There we go. Yeah, something we kind of... Are you going to be loyal? Kind of covered. I'm loyal, but yeah. Uh, as it, I can see it happening, you know. I do, just because of the whole... If yeah, but like, if you go like, off with it now, Jeff Shee comes to you, two contracts yeah. on the table... 
says Finn, you got to sign one of these for me. Who, who you'd bring in? If you looked at the experience of those two men, and Jeffy gives you a hundred million, says you got to give this to one of these two managers. Who are you going to trust more with them? Isn't oh, that's not. I'd feel because Bruno's never had the chance. I'd feel so yeah, sad well. if I did go the other way, but. Oh, I don't like it, Dave. I don't. Finn's Finn's <laughs> Lopetegui. I know. I don't like there, it. There you I go. Know, yeah, but I like, oh, <laughs> That's I'm why he's saying he doesn't like it because he uh, knows what he wants to say. Nah, Bruno. Forget yeah, Bruno. No, Bruno deserves. It. Bruno deserves it. it. We'd have treated him so badly if. Come on, like, over Lopetegui. Oh, I know, but I it's one of your vocalists. I couldn't tell him. All right, I'll say Lopetegui, but I won't. Couldn't be the one to tell him. I'd, uh, I'd be just kind. say this is a confidential decision. He'll say this is <laughs> Jez Moxie's going to tell him. But you got to pick. They're <laughs> yeah. bringing Jez Moxie out just for one one day only. Yeah, just to get the slap. Rufus. Tom, um, what are you saying? Are you going? Are you going Lopetegui? I'd tell him to sign Renato Sanchez, mate. Seventeen million. <laughs> he's gone to AC Milan. It could be going to yeah. AC Milan for Champions League team. Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Lopetegui every day of the week. I don't care, mate. Get Bruno out if you oh, want to Bruno, offer. man. He's a big fan oh, of the Talking Wolves podcast. He ain't happy now, mate. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bruno. I, I, yeah. Genuinely, I was a big fan at the start of the season. But like, well, this is... Mate, it happens. This is one. And, and this is sort of a uh, follow-on. This is from Smee. 2491 Always a bit oh, sus with our numbers. Uh, Tom, simple question. Answer yes or no. Are you convinced Bruno is the right man for Wolves? Oh, like, these are these are tough questions. Yes or you know. no? Yes or no? God, give me more, more. Is he the right man for, for Wolves? I, I don't agree with the question. I'll be honest. Oh, you, you can't, you can't, it's too polarizing. You you can't have black or white. I think there's got to be some grey area there. Fucking black and white or what? <laughs> Get the wall. I think. Yeah, it's tough. Because he he said that he agreed with the booing, which I think there's I think there's something there's something not quite right with him and the players. If that's the case, it's always best better to get rid of a manager than half the squad. I think. But again, I don't really like these players. Nah, so this, these are tough questions, you know. People are putting They're us tough. under throwing us under the bus a little bit. Yeah. Finn, are you going to be oh, brave enough to man. answer that, or do you want to pass? I do like a politician, Dave. I go, has he been the right man? Yes. Um, for the situation that we've been in, he's done amazing on such a limited budget. <laughs> Will he be? Unsure. There you go. I'm Who asking. knows? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, you can't answer go. that until like next season, realistically. Yeah, what's the, yeah, really what's the board's intention? Yeah, do we need to kick Yeah, with no money back in, you can't really say if he's been the right man or not. Yeah. But, Look know. at the amount of money uh, they gave Nuno. Like, what? Close the thing to is, with our... With large, it's because if he if he struggles now between now and the end of the season, um, and like really, let's say he doesn't pick up another point between now and the end of the year, which I really hope doesn't happen, um, and the board say right, well, you know, as a businessman, you're going to be dubious to be giving him mm. 70, 80 million to spend, aren't you? Because mm. if you're giving that money and he continues his bad slump, you know, then you've wasted your money and you're gonna have to bring another manager in who's not necessarily going to be happy with the players that he's got again. So it's definitely, if, if that happens, if we don't pick up points, definitely an interesting situation for for Foson to be in. Um, we're going to go to the next question. This is from Pedence Maradona, Charlie WWFC 37. Finn, top three takeaways in order. Let's go, not in order. Let's just say top three takeaways. Grill it. Top by, by far. <laughs> um, probably go. 
Chinese. Are we are we counting? Are we going like classics, like sort of whatever you want? We're not, we're not counting. Yeah, let's really. go grill it Chinese. What else are you saying? Grill it Chinese. What so it's between Indian pizza and I don't really have any others. What what else is it? Yeah, it's probably is. It's probably well, would I go for an Indian or a pizza? I do like an Indian. We'll go grill it Chinese Indian because I if I was having a pizza, I'd just get like an Asda one. I think that's I'm the not, same. Not. Same. I do like a Domino's and that, but that's probably the order. I'd, well, the same three I would go with. Indian's probably the go-to if mm. you're having a takeaway. Mm. But the grill, it, grill it's up there. You know, I've grilled it probably most often. Actually, we need to get a sponsor, man. They get so much. Yeah, so grill much it, yeah we'll, we'll speak to them. We'll, we'll have a word. Tom, what, what are you saying? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring a bit of a northern twang to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's say like Zizzies or Wagamamas or something here. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no, pies. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, so in terms of takeaways, there's probably three. So there's there's a place called Number One Chinese Takeaway, which do Indian, Chinese, uh, which I really yeah. like. Oh, wait, Chinese um, Chinese Takeaway, but they do Indian? No, no, they do Chinese. But that, oh, was, that, was, that was a really terrible dad joke. That <laughs> I just thought of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, unsurprisingly, they do Chinese food. They're really good. Um, there's another couple of good places, but I can't remember. Pearl, uh, Pearl Ocean or something. Ocean Palace or something like that. Also, Chinese, very good. Uh, All Stars. If you ever go to Manchester, folks, go to All Stars. Unreal food. Uh, and uh, what do they do they, there? So, they, Stars? so th- they they kind of do everything really. It's it's all encompassing: pizza, kebab, you name it, chicken, oh, like a prop, proper proper Unreal, like, yeah. proper proper. Yeah. yeah, nice nice little restaurant. Um, so if anyone wants the details for that, let me know. And uh, Jojo's <laughs> Chicken as well. Jojo's Chicken is my top, chicken. top place. It's 18 wings and two sides for 12 quid. That's a lot. Good deal. Yeah, but he's not said chicken wings, though, is he? You know, for, for that amount of money, that ain't chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the wings are good, but yeah, stomach-wise, it does, it does mess me up the next day. It does mess me up the next day, but and the food itself is is amazing. Big of the, uh, there's loads of take in around Wolverhampton. There's some mad places, especially in Wolverhampton town. But that that's for a night out. Uh, maybe I haven't experienced them. Me, I need to. I need to. There's there's all sorts. In t- Charlie's Fish Bar. If you go late in Wolverhampton, like four a.m., it's the only place open. Oh, God, yeah. you, I tell you what, chippies, gap, you know. yeah. Chippies in there's not too many chippies around here. I'll be honest. Well, it's one of those, you know. After like, I'm not a smoker or whatever. Two, three o'clock, and people are saying, "Where can I buy cigarettes?" Because everywhere shut. This chippy, he's probably this is he's probably gonna get him shut down. Like, they sell, they sell cigarettes, <laughs> mate. I don't think it's legal, but he sells cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, you've got I probably got him shut down, Charlie. If you're listening, I'm sorry. That's not hygienic. <laughs> we can't. Uh, we might. I don't think we can leave that. It's not hygienic at all. My, my It'd be like that thing outside that chippy day. Business. I never knew that. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Well, we'll cope with that. Um, Wolvesman thirteen. This is another one with numbers. Samuel J two seven one nine four three two four. Finn, would you take Matinho as gaffer for the rest of the season? Oh, Give it Jalta end of season. He looked great in a suit. Yes, fantastic. Get him in. I fancy him in a tracksuit, me. I think he'll wear a tracksuit when he's short. He'd pull any of them off. He would be a tracksuit, but I said to Finn, you know what? We've lost our touch since managers stopped wearing suits in the dugout. You did say that, yeah. I did say that. Nuno doesn't wear suits anymore, does he? No, I I always had a theory with Kenny Jacket. If he didn't wear a suit, we didn't win. 
But like an evening no, no, game, he put a tracksuit on. Did he ever not yeah. win a suit? Did he ever not wear a suit? Though? I was. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. He used, to, yeah he used to have a tracksuit every now and then. But he stopped it. Nuno cleaned up at Spurs, though, didn't he? Because he, he, yeah, he was looking. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He yeah London taxi. You know? London taxi. Yeah, at the end of. I reckon. I reckon. Well, Bruno's in between, and he he loves a castor. He, he rivals me for the cast all gear. I, I think that the managers have to wear it, though. I think it's part of their yeah, part of the deal. I think he did a video. You know, remember when he won the pla- uh, manager of the month? He said something about he called it Castore. That he said mm. something about Castore. I think he's trying to get more more garms off him. You know, he must have a deal with yeah. him. Who knows? Um, yeah, somewhat. To be fair, someone that said should the players be looked at more than the manager, considering it's been the same for four years. That is something that Tom brought up earlier. Um, is Bruno really up to the job? We've pretty much t- touched on it. Stone Wolf 68. He said, Will Jez She big up Jez? Will Jez <laughs> She start spending some cash or are we on a one way trip back to the championship? No, uh, if if things stay the same, don't shoot the messenger, but I think we there's a possibility we could go down if things stay the same. So, you, same. you, if if folks don't spend next season. This summer, and no players leave, no players join. You think we could get relegated? I don't think we will, but I think we'll yeah. struggle. I think we'll be forty. We'll be as good as this it, season. Yeah. It, it, if you look at the momentum, so if you look at like, for example, the the, 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 the season Leicester won the league, the the momentum at the end of that campaign, they were flying, absolutely flying, mm. winning games, kept same manager, similar group. Uh, no, sorry, they, they got Ranieri in similar group of players. The momentum carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at teams that have gone down. When you end the season on awful momentum, if you keep that same dressing room, there's discontent there. Bruno's still there. There might be discontent towards him. You start the season off poorly again. Things don't really change. You're talking a struggle. You really are. Mm. Well, we're sticking with the, the numbers thing. James Saxon, James Sarr, three six four four three four seven eight. Finn, well, these are formations next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bruno's <laughs> tactics board. Finn, who would you sell in the summer from the lineup we saw on Saturday? So, very quickly, Saar is a keep. 100%. You know? Tomato, keep. Keep. Although he didn't have a great game, but yeah, keep. Yeah. Bolly? Um, I think the, the centre backs either side of Cody could question both. Obviously, Saves might be going for zero pounds. Um, but Bolly probably. Would keep him, yeah. And Cody's then, if we are going to try and go to a four, that, that but I think Cody, you can't blame Cody for anything if like, very, very little this season. Yeah, it's been very good. So, there, then you've got Johnny and Eight Noria, probably keep both. Um, then Duncan Martino Neves, the Neves one is never one you're going to actively look to sell, it's just whether we'll lose him against our will. Well, maybe the club will look to sell him for the to the highest bidder, but. Obviously, you wouldn't want to sell him, but he may go. Matinho, he's out of contract as well, isn't he? Then Donker. Would you keep, would you keep right him, Jalo? Would you keep Jalo for next season? I think I'd give him a one year. Yeah, I think there's flashes this season where you just think, yeah, this guy's never gonna, never yeah, gonna yeah, decline yeah. as he's age. Um, then Donker used in a different way. I just feel so far. Like there was one right in front of us on the day of the North Bank where a different player, like in oh, that position, was a position, great knocking. Yeah. That was yeah, was nil nil, from, yeah, yeah, because it's just not his. Forte to to run. Um, so was, ne- was that the ball that play. Neves put through? And Den Donker was, was on the right hand side, and he didn't quite. He didn't. He Possibly, didn't I think it was Neves. To it. Yeah, yeah. So Den Donker using a different way, and then you got Fabio, who 
it make no sense to sell him because of the loss you'd make. Uh, and Wang, the only, the only thing you could do is, I said in the chat before, Dave, do a do an phobia on him. And uh, but I don't think I don't think you could sell him for more than we've got the option. So you can't really do that. Um, so very uncertain. I think Leeds there, but, will be yeah. interested, won't they, for fifteen? We'll do Leeds again. Jesse yeah, Newcastle. Back, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, he did play under Jesse March, didn't he? Mm. At Salzburg, he scored zero goals yeah. in twenty. But oh no, at Salzburg yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 And like he bought him for Leipzig, didn't he? No? Yeah, I'm pretty Maybe, sure. Yeah, he probably would, yeah. And then yeah, yeah he would have. Yeah, he would have done. Later. There we go. Actually, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, now I'm lost. Maybe just before. I'm not sure. I don't they know. played together at some point. Well, played together. Played under. A lot of questions in regards to Wolves either letting us speak to Samaritans during games, subsidising the therapy, <laughs> drinking pints during games to get us through. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice to know everyone's cheerful as always. <laughs> yeah. We've got a question from Shabab, who I know is a he's an avid Talking Walls uh, viewer because he's in my mentions a lot. He says, "Are we better suited to a four-two-three-one, especially if we get Morgan Gibbs White back? Maybe Chem Campbell in there. Use Cody in the DM role. Totti no, goes in the stage again." I'm not having anyone who's back in his career. That's why I've seen that in his eyes a little. And you've read that and you've gone, finally, one other person in this fan base is talking about Cody and DM. No chance for He's not got the legs for that. Somebody, somebody replied, Cody was a mid to low tier midfielder in the championship. Why would we have him in there at all? Yeah. Oh, he got four quote tweets as well. I don't Cody. want to read him, man, because he's a, such a nice guy. Yeah, that's, that's Some people should Cody. be allowed to watch football. Uh, why would <laughs> don't read him out. <laughs> don't read him. He's uh, already seen them on his notifications. Uh, don't want to read him um, out. Some people. <laughs> uh, the, Cody, the Cody point aside. Um, oh man! I think there could be potential there, couldn't there? It's like ignoring oh, the Cody. I feel sorry for Shabab. Oh. <laughs> I actually do you like me do that on Twitter? You see someone getting rinsed. It's like, oh, it's a shame, isn't it? Uh, except Wolves away days. No offence, Wolves Mate, away I've got, days. I saw he was getting you know coded. I've had him blocked for a long time. Mate, so you know what you did, Wolves away days. A big, a big, uh, very well-liked tweet was from avid Talking Walls watcher and contributor Joey. Uh, what outside oh. temperature do you change from trousers to shorts? I saw Norris? this. I've been thinking about this for the past hour. Ooh, you know what? I've got them on now, but that's because I get hot, hot doing the podcast. So um, inside temperature, I, I probably... I'm looking at it, probably like 15, 16. I go, yeah, that's shorts. What is it currently? 12, and I've got shorts on, but that's because of the podcast. Um, yeah, I'll go 15. What do you think, Tom? Uh, 15. Six. <laughs> well, you're proper yeah, short there. Let, 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 him, let him breathe, mate. Let the legs breathe like sketches, mate. No, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably... I'll, I'll probably go. I'll probably go 12. 12. 12, 12, 12 there are 12, some people 12. like that. There, it depends because it's if it's an overcast twelve, no. But if it's a sunny twelve, then yes. Mm. What if so it's what, sunny? It ain't gonna be twelve degrees, though, is it? Or do you just mean? Well, of course it is. Yeah, it can be. It, it can be, be sunny and like two degrees. I have mm. Dave. You know, since about two years ago when we met SX at the um. Yeah, he loves it. Sleep out, and he loves the shorts and hoodie combo. And I thought I like that. And I do go shorts and hoodie a lot. I do like do like that combo. So maybe lower it down to about yeah, 13, 14. Round the house I wear shorts a lot. Round the, but very very mm. rarely I wear them out and about. If it's warm, it's normally just a t-shirt and jeans combo. 
Oh, no. Um, I can't wear jeans when it's... I can't wear shorts. Well, I, I don't... I very rarely wear shorts at work and stuff. Um, mm. I'm actually inked up on the back of my leg as well, and I? So... Jeez. Oh. Leave in the comments, T-shirt and jeans or hoodie and shorts. Hoodie and I, like a jump, I do like a jumper and <laughs> shorts is what I normally go for. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah good question. I like questions like that. If anyone else in the I future like has questions like that, do let us know. There's been loads, but I think a lot of them we've sort of answered throughout... Uh, the podcast in regards to the situation um, and so on. Someone asked, do we have a chance to sign Renato Sanchez to still? No. I didn't even I know he was going. Do. I don't think we do. AC Milan have been in that, in around that for ages now. I think since January they've been talking about AC Milan. And they've got Champions League and potentially a Scudetto by the end of the season. So, uh, Jeez. yeah, Maybe not yeah. looking good for our Wolves in that, in that sense. Well, I think that is all for today's podcast, lads. Thank you very much for jumping on. As always, guys, be sure to check out the BetMate game for this weekend up against Chelsea. Once again, the code and the link to join is in the top of the description, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, any other podcast apps, and obviously YouTube as well. To finish us off, uh, us off let me give my teeth in. To finish us off, Tom, where can people find you if they wish? Find me at twitter.com. Uh, and my username is Tom underscore Parker 12. Thank you. And Finley? Finn is F-I-N-E-R-R-Z on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Nice to see you all getting on the Be Real train as well since last time, but you can't add me because it's very private. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to download that. Be Real. Uh, you do. Dave was on mine at the weekend. Yeah, Dave and Liv were on mine. It, was, it came up at the game oh, and fantastic. I was like second half. We I think I'll be banned off that app, you know. I'll, yeah. be I'll have to be careful. <laughs> what um, would you go to when you spend time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, just Selling cigarettes be at, sh- at my shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and mine is Dave as a party, D-A-V-E-A-Z-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I on both Twitter and Instagram. And obviously Talking Wolves on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Be sure to hit the like button down below and subscribe to the channel if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, be sure to leave us a five-star review. And until next time, fingers crossed, Wolves get three points against Chelsea. And uh, we'll see you all very, very soon.